Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to another version of Kentucky Sports Memories and uh, happy holidays. Hope you're enjoying them as best you can. Obviously with COVID, a lot of plans have changed for a lot of folks and you may not be spending as much time with family during the holidays as normal. Although I talked to a guy recently who said not spending as much time with his family is a good thing. <laughs> he said he doesn't, he doesn't enjoy spending the holidays with family anyway. It's the only time he does and he'd rather not. So um, I don't know, maybe it works out better for you this way. Not sure, but hope you're enjoying it anyway. And a lot of us do spend the holidays with family and that's a very special time for us. And so I thought I would make today's show somewhat family oriented. And um, I picked the Higgs family out of Owensboro. If you're familiar with the Higgs, you know that they are great athletes and uh, they've turned out many of them. And we're gonna talk about two in particular on this day, Kenny Higgs and his brother, Mark Higgs. Owensboro has produced a lot of great athletes over the years and these two may rank one and two or one and one A as the best athletes to ever come out of Owensboro. You could certainly make that argument. Anyway, what's interesting about these two is they both played professional sports and they both played two different sports professionally. You don't hear about that very often. Kenny Higgs, the oldest, was an outstanding basketball player and made it all the way to the NBA. His younger brother, Mark, was an outstanding football player and made it all the way to the NFL. So the Higgs brothers is the topic of my show for today. And we'll begin with Kenny since he was the oldest Graduated from Owensboro High School in 1974, but while he was there, quite a mark he made on the high school basketball program. Uh, he played in four straight Sweet 16s for Owensboro. 1971, when he was a freshman, he was on the Owensboro team that lost to eventual state champ Mayo in the semifinals. Then in 1972, his team went all the way to the championship, won the championship, as a matter of fact. They were state champs that year. That was his sophomore year, and in that state championship game, he led all scorers with 28 points and was obviously on the all-tournament team. 1973, his junior year, they went back, made it to the semifinals again, lost in the semifinals to Shawnee, Louisville Shawnee, which uh, went on to win the state championship. He again, Kenny Higgs again, made the uh, all-tournament team. Then in 74, his senior year, they lost uh, for the first time in the first round, at least for the first time while he was on the team, lost to Lexton Bryan Station in the first round of the Sweet 16 in 74. That was his senior year. But he again made the all-tournament team with his performance in that one game. So four straight Sweet 16s for Kenny Higgs and three times making it on the all-tournament team and of course, his uh, big moment was 1972 when he was a sophomore, scoring 28 points to lead all scorers and leading Owensboro to the state championship. So quite a high school career for Kenny Higgs. From there, he went on to play college basketball for LSU. He spurned the in-state schools, UK, UofL, Western, uh, any of the others that may have been recruiting him and decided to go out of state and play for Dale Brown down at LSU. And while at LSU, uh, his best scoring season was uh, his sophomore year where he averaged 22 points per game. As a junior, he averaged 17.7. As a senior, 13.7. He was more of an assist man at the end of his career, 
because he was a six-foot point guard. As a matter of fact, he still shares the Southeastern Conference single-game assist record with 19. Two others share that record with him. So quite the college basketball player at LSU. And then he went on to play in the NBA. He was drafted as the 57th overall pick in round number three by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he went into the NBA back in 1978. And he played until through the uh, 1982 season. His best year as an NBA player was the 1980-81 season when he played for the Denver Nuggets, averaged uh, just under eight points per game and just under six assists per game. So Kenny Higgs, outstanding star basketball player at Owensboro High School, then an outstanding player at LSU, then went on to play in the NBA. He is the first of the Higgs brothers we're talking to today, and so here's my conversation with Kenny Higgs. My first question is, when did you know you were good in basketball? Like at a very young age, did you realize that? No, I never did know that I was good at all. I just we just played. I played all different type of sports. So I used one sport to play after other sports. That was just my entertainment. I didn't ever know I was good at all. I just played. So you just played just for the fun of it. You weren't worried right. about being good. No, I just played for the fun of it. It wasn't it was just a backyard, a kid community thing, just play, you know? Yeah. What other sports did you play? Oh, I played baseball, football, I did it all. Were you any good in those other sports? Oh, yes. I ended up choosing. Coach Brown ended up helping me. I was, like, wanting to play wide receiver football, quarterback, and baseball. I, would, I did it all the way up towards high school, from Mountain League to Little League to Bay Roof to all the way up to high school. Then I got to a point where we had to just make a decision. And then it became basketball year round. Yeah, it came basketball because I was in junior. I was in my junior high, and I got shifted up to high school to play with the varsity squad. Yeah, you started playing varsity as a freshman. Were you intimidated playing with the varsity at that point, or did you feel like I'm good enough? I belong. No, I played with them every day. It didn't make any. It wasn't about intimidation or anything. It's just getting out playing, having fun, and, you know, never think about anybody. You know, a basket was a basket, or the stop a guy from scoring a basket, that's all it was. It wasn't no such thing as intimidation. You won the state tournament your junior year. Yeah. What did that what did that mean to you? I I didn't really I think it means it meant a whole lot more to me about the city than it did about with just the team. It was just something that we all worked hard for and on the sandlot court and everything like that. You know, we didn't have no kind of vision what it would be to win a state tournament or anything. We just took it as another ball game. You know, we're going to Freedom Hall. That was just one of our goals to go all the way into the last game of the year. You know, I think after we got after we got through playing the state tournament and came back home, we had a parade. I think I think we went out in the in the park and started playing basketball again. So when you wrap up your high school career, who all recruited you? Who was after you? Oh, everyone. I had to choose my school. I chose my school by a conference. I just couldn't take a school. I had so many, you know. Um, 
I sort of graduated my junior year and stayed my senior year and visit visit colleges and stuff like that. But I, you know, I just didn't have a really more choice. I've been in Owensboro and I was always going to Louisville, Lexington and everything like that. You know, that was like a home for us or playing around, you know. And, and I just went out and just visited. I wanted to see the world, different things, you know. I wanted to be more than just basketball, you know. I just didn't want to play basketball. You know, you got life after basketball, you know. Right, right. So you choose LSU. Why did you pick them? I picked LSU because I wanted to know more about life outside of basketball. Coach Brown offered the whole whole thing, you know, about basketball was a game, but after the game is over, you got to make a living, you know. So we went there and we learned how to, you know, do mechanical work. We did all kind of jobs and work out in the field and everything like that so I could make a living besides just basketball, you know. Basketball was just a game. Did you ever consider UK, U of L, Western, any of those? Yes, I consider it all. You know, uh, Western was closer to Owensboro and Lexington and Louisville Cardinals and everything. I was always at Freedom Hall and I played in a uh, the Mall Cross Center, Rupp Arena, and everything like that it was just like going back home to me, you know. We played in the Orangeville Sports Center, you know, but, you know, I was more like, you know, what what would it feel like to go to another state and be, take on that challenge and become one of the best players in that state or come on All-America? I wanted to take, make build a program. I really didn't want to go to a champion that's already a champion. You get known for building something, then you're something that's already not, you know, built, you know. So. The challenge, you know, I just love the challenge from LSU. LSU was more of a football school, but now if you notice now, everybody knows LSU is LSU Kill O'Neill, all the people that I helped recruit and everything. So it's a it's a completely program, you know. So how many people knew about LSU before Doc Eggs went down there? Well, you knew about Pistol Pete, but how many, what else did you know about LSU? Very, very little. What do you know about UK? A whole, whole lot, right? Well, you yeah. know about the Cardinals, a whole, whole lot. Well, you know about Western Kentucky, you know. So the things that I'm saying is, you know, I had my own journey, you know. I didn't want to follow that. I mean, you know, all you have to do is win one. You don't have to win the whole time. Just win one. So Kenny Higgs with a solid basketball career for the Owensboro Red Devils. Some may say he is the greatest basketball player to ever come out of that school, and they've had many great ones, but it certainly can be argued that he's the all-time best. He had a very solid career for the LSU Tigers, and then he moves on to the NBA. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Kenny Higgs' NBA career and what he's done with his life since then. That's all coming up in just a moment. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. 
I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. Happy holidays to you. And we're talking about the Higgs brothers, Kenny and Mark Higgs. Kenny Higgs played basketball, was outstanding at Owensboro High School, went on to play in the NBA. Mark Higgs, outstanding football player at Owensboro High School, went on to play in the NFL. So uh, different career paths, but both outstanding athletes. And we talked about Kenny Higgs' high school and college career where he played college basketball at LSU. Now he moves on to the NBA where, again, he was drafted in the third round, 57th overall pick, the 1978 NBA draft, drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He played for them, later played for the Denver Nuggets. And his best year was the 1980-81 season when he played for the Nuggets. He averaged almost eight points per game and just under six assists per game, and his NBA career wrapped up in 1982. So your career wraps up at LSU. You you make it into the NBA. Talk about that a little bit. Well, NBA was, wasn't a game anymore. That became a job. You know, I caught up with guys that I used to watch when I was a little kid, like Walt Frazier um uh, Austin Carr, Campy Russell, all the legends, you know, um, um, they came down to play against George Tinsley, Dallas Thornton, and came to Kentucky Western down at the Sports Center, Earl the Pearl Monroe. And so being a rookie and, and being them veterans, I mean, you do not, that's a job now, you know, you have a job to do. The game is going to become a game because you get paid to play the game. So, I never had a chance to enjoy my 20s or anything, so I always had to live eight to, eight to seven years ahead of myself. See? So you're saying you didn't enjoy the NBA? My first year, probably this adventure of traveling, just a different traveling, because we travel at LSU just as well, but for us playing back-to-back, one night you're in Los Angeles, next night you're in Boston, then another night you might be in Seattle, Washington, and it was just the adventure of traveling that wore you down, your body down. I didn't know that, you know, because of the time zone. I didn't know this, you know, that thing like that could affect a ball player during of a love of the game. But when you don't have the energy and you're going and you're flying in the air, it's, it's a whole new different thing that everybody don't understand by saying, looking at that player, what's wrong with him and stuff like that, you know. So it was a different lifestyle. It was a professional life. Because you was going there to not only just perform, you was going there to do something that everybody's paying to see that they can't do, you know, in different states, you know, back at night after night. So it was a different challenge 
you know. But I always had a goal anyway. You know, you can only play ball so much in your life, you know. So I was always, you know, ahead of myself after, you know, well, do I want to play two years, one year, whatever. I, I wasn't a guy that wanted to play 13, 15, 14 years. I didn't want to do that. That was not into me. So your MBA career, are you happy with how long it lasted, or do you look back and go, well, I wish oh, I could no, play longer? I'm, no, I'm glad I get my pension and my, I get everything they get and get a bonus, everything. I I completed what I needed to complete it. I just had to and then left that alone. I did not. I wouldn't want to do it any other way again. You know, I'm walking good. I don't have no didn't have surgeries and. You know, everything is fine. <laughs> you know, look at the guys today that's getting these knees and Achilles tendons and had to be rebuilt and all of that and the pain that you go through, you know. You know, as I'm saying, people do not understand life outside of basketball. That's where the, the real life starts. You got to deal with all of those those pains and, you know, that's a bad thing on the body. It's a wear down on the body, you know. So do you do you play basketball anymore these days? Pick up games, go out and shoot, play with the grandkids? Oh, yeah, I have a Kenny Hicks school of basketball where I teach kids fundamentals and different stuff like that due to the the virus now that we have to shut down. But I know I had a Kenny Hicks school of professional basketball. I put over almost over three or four hundred some kids in college. What are you doing these days? And you're, you're in your mid-60s now, Kenny. What are you doing these days? Well, I've just been taking these. I retired. I'm I've been doing my Kenny Hicks School of basketball, and I've been doing my um, I've been doing doing some music and just anything, any activity that I choose to do right now. You know, I don't have to work anymore. I mean, you know, I get paid from the NBA, and you know, I get paid to wake up these days now. You know, it's harder trying to keep awake these days now. You know, <laughs> all the virus and stuff is going down. You know, so. I've been rewarded at the end, you know, and a lot of people always like to be rewarded at the beginning, you know, but yeah, if you go through the journey and get to the end of it, you get rewarded better that way than you would for the the beginning, because that's very quick. Kenny Higgs, one of the all-time greats to come out of Owensboro High School, and many would say the greatest basketball player that school has ever produced, and they produced many of them on that 1972 state championship team when he was just a sophomore that led the uh, team and led everybody in scoring with 28 points in that championship game. Went on to have a solid career at LSU and then uh, a few years in the NBA where he was a role player. As he mentioned, played long enough to where he's now receiving a pension monthly, uh, getting paid by the NBA. So that'll take care of Kenny Higgs. We move on now to his brother, Mark Higgs who made his name in football at Owensboro High School and went on to play in the NFL. We'll talk with Mark Higgs when we come back, so stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. You're listening to Kentucky Sports Memories. that are stressed because their pet isn't behaving the way they expect it to. Usually this is just a training problem, but sometimes the pet isn't a good match for the owner. It's important to be honest about your expectations and to educate yourself about your pet's needs before you take them home. 
If you have a rigid schedule, a dog might be a good fit since they usually thrive in a structured environment. But if your schedule is always changing, a cat would probably be a better choice since they're a bit more self-sufficient. And you should learn about your individual breeds and their behaviors. A large, active dog usually is not a good choice for an apartment and pets that shed probably aren't good for people that like their homes to be spotless. Remember, the more effort you put into choosing your pet, the less effort you'll have to put into keeping them as a valuable member of your family. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for being with me. And today we're talking about the Higgs brothers. And you see it from time to time when siblings both make it to the professional ranks, make it to the very highest point in their sport. But usually they both play the same sport that they make it in the pros. Higgs brothers, they play different sports. Kenny Higgs, the oldest, played basketball. At least that was his best sport, and he made it all the way to the NBA. And then younger brother Mark Higgs, who's 11 years younger, he made it to the NFL. He was a football star, both of them from Owensboro, both of them outstanding athletes at Owensboro High School. So let's talk about Mark Higgs. He uh, was an outstanding running back for Owensboro High School. As a matter of fact, he's not that big, 5 feet 7 inches tall. And many people had discouraged him from playing football, said he was too small to play the game. Uh, he obviously thought otherwise, and he proved them wrong, as he had quite the career. His senior year at Owensboro, he rushed for 2,858 yards, nearly 3,000 yards rushing in a single season. That was his senior year at Owensboro. He was a three-year starter there, and he's the school's all-time leading rusher with the 6,721 yards, 75 touchdowns. So quite a career he had at Owensboro. Signed with the University of Kentucky. Went up to UK in the mid 80s. And uh, his freshman year, he was a backup running back behind George Adams, who had more experience than uh, did uh, Mark Higgs. So he, he played the backup role that year. Next year, he suffered a right knee injury in spring drills. He was able to return to play in the fall, but uh, not necessarily at full strength, rushing for 611 yards that year. Came back as a junior, part of a platoon with um, a couple of the running backs, Mark Logan and Ivy Joe Hunter, rushed for a little more than 500 yards that year. And then in his final season, that's when he really turned it on. He set school records with 1,278 rushing yards, that's averaging 6.6 yards per carry. He had six 100-yard games, and he also had 10 rushing touchdowns. He recorded the best career average per rushing attempt, which is 5.43 yards. That's in school history. He became the third all-time leading rusher at UK, and he also had two of the five longest scoring plays in UK history, an 85-yard touchdown run, and an 84-yard touchdown run. 1997, his jersey number was retired, and in 2005, he was inducted into the University of Kentucky Hall of Fame. And in 2008, he was inducted into the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. Went on from college to play pro football. He was selected by the Dallas Cowboys in the eighth round of the 1988 NFL Draft. 
and uh, he dropped in that uh, draft. He was projected as higher, but many, again, thought he was too small to play pro football, but uh, he, again, proved some people wrong as he went into training camp with the Dallas Cowboys, and he was the backup behind Herschel Walker that first year. Later played for the Philadelphia Eagles and then for the Miami Dolphins. He was initially a fourth-string running back for the Dolphins and a special teams player, but uh, 1991 he was named the starting running back, and he held that role for three consecutive years. As a matter of fact, he led the team in rushing for those three years for the Dolphins, and, and uh, that's only been done by three other players to lead the Dolphins in rushing three years in a row. Larry Zonka did it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it, and Ronnie Brown, and Mark Higgs makes the fourth. He was released from the uh, Dolphins in the 1994 season, but he had some time up there in the bigs, and he played well while he was there. And so we move on to Mark Higgs, my conversation with him. Mark, my first question is, your brother Kenny was an outstanding basketball player, and so were a few of your cousins. So how in the world did you end up in football? Uh, well, they... My brother was taller, and my cousin Dwight, he was uh, he was a lot taller too, and uh, they were a lot they were a lot better uh, basketball. I I could play defense, that's about it. <laughs> uh, but they were they were so much more gifted for basketball. So, did you try basketball at all? Oh, yeah, I played basketball up until my sophomore year in basketball. And then uh, they moved me up to varsity, and they just wanted me to play defense and stuff. So I said, forget this. Let me uh, work on my football, you know, uh, take time. I could uh, be a, have a little off season, and then I could train for football and stuff, get ready for football season. You didn't like playing defense. <laughs> Uh, I I didn't mind playing, but I want to touch the ball a little bit. <laughs> I just wasn't that great uh, in football. <laughs> I mean, in basketball. <laughs> when did you know you were good in football? Um, Pop Warner we used to play, and uh, uh, that was pretty fun coming up in Pop Warner football and uh, scoring touchdowns and things like that. So. I uh, felt pretty good, and then I got uh, a little bigger and stronger. So, uh, but I really didn't think I would, you know, make it to college or pros or nothing like that. I I just thought it was fun uh, back when we was in pop water football. <laughs> but I guess when you got to Owensboro High School and you you were a starter as your as a sophomore you started thinking, hey, I may be pretty good at this. I have some potential here. Uh, well, my my freshman year, I broke my ankle. And uh, uh, <laughs> actually, I went against my uh, cousin, Bobby Higgs. And uh, I was watching TV. I watched Tony Dorsett do this, uh, this little spin move. So I tried it. At practice against my cousin, and uh, he caught me, hit me, and uh, I came down on my ankle. So I never try that move anymore. Uh, <laughs> so that was a learning lesson. So, so I, I, if if that didn't happen, I would have played my freshman year actually. 
and uh, uh, I was playing varsity my freshman year, but um, uh, I didn't get to play, but it was a learning lesson. So if I understand correctly, you really started getting noticed by a lot of big schools when you went off to your first real camp out of state. Is that correct? Yes. I went to Joe Davis football camp, and it was uh, it was pretty good. Joe name I got to meet Joe Namath and uh I ran I ran pretty good at the camp and uh he said, Hey, I want you to go visit my college uh, uh which is Alabama, University of Alabama. Uh he went down there to speak and at the time he went down to speak, I went down and took a visit, official visit to Alabama. Did you like it? Uh <laughs> Well, that was the first time I ever had prime rib, and <laughs> and the steak was bl- bloody, so <laughs> I was scared of it. And uh, I call, I remember calling my father, said they trying to feed me bloody steak. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, like that trip. <laughs> so that turned the the bad steak, the rare steak, turned you off to Alabama. Yeah, that turned me off. I, I, was, I wasn't used to that in Kentucky, so I was used to, you know, I wasn't used to seeing any blood coming out. <laughs> so, so where all did where all did you end up visiting? Uh, official visits. I went I went to Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, Arizona, and Kentucky. Uh, was that five? Yeah, that's five. Yeah, I could only take five. Trust yeah. me, if I could take more, I would take more. Five's the limit. Well, I understand why you visited Kentucky. Obviously, it's the in-state school. Uh, you visited Alabama because Namath wanted you to go there. I assume you visited LSU because your brother Kenny had played basketball there. Is that correct? Yes, I, and plus, I actually wanted to go to LSU. I was a big LSU fan because my brother and sister went there. And they had a good football team too, so and you know, and I knew if I went there, they had two great running backs there. So it would took I, I probably would sell on the bench for you know probably about two or three years. But you know, I I really liked you know LSU. Yeah. Well, why did you visit Tennessee? Tennessee, uh, I knew some guys that I played with uh, in some All Star games. And they were visiting um, Tennessee at the same time. Well, then why did you visit Arizona? That's way out west. Well, Arizona, the coach, uh, the, one of the coaches, the running back coach, he coached me in a football camp at University of, uh, University of Indiana. It was nice. It was nice out there. But they fed me some lobster, <laughs> and I never had lobster. <laughs> I called home and said, they fed me some <laughs> some, some weird-looking fish. <laughs> so, so, so Alabama loses you because of rare prime rib, and Arizona yeah. doesn't get you because you you never had lobster. <laughs> no, never had lobster. <laughs> so why, why did you ultimately settle with, uh, or why did you ultimately sign with UK? Ah, uh, well, Kentucky, I had good food and <laughs> food that I knew. And, 
and lot, uh, my cousin, one of my best friends was going there. And so, uh, you know, I knew people there, so it was, it was pretty good. Uh, so, it, it, and it's only about three hours away from home, so. So your freshman year, you sat behind a veteran running back there. Then going into your sophomore year, spring practice after your freshman year is when you got injured, correct? Yeah, I tore my knee up. I tore ligaments and all kinds of stuff in my knee. I had total reconstruction on my knee. Actually, they, uh, some people didn't think I'd be back to ever play football again. So I was so determined to try to get back uh, to play because I – I really should have never got hurt. We was doing an inside drill at practice, and Coach um, Coach Claiborne had me doing this inside drill for about an hour, uh, which they never do. And he was running the drill, and I was uh, I was at at the part where he was supposed to blow the whistle. I was dragging the guy, but he never blew the whistle. And then another guy came, uh, wiped me out with my knee. My knee really didn't come back. To the way I, I liked until my senior year. My sophomore year, I was really running pretty much on one leg. My sophomore and junior year, I didn't get my bounce back until my senior year. So it took a while to get my uh, build my knee back up. So in that senior year, he has a very solid season, good enough to be drafted into the pros. But who knows, if he hadn't been served rare prime rib at Alabama on his recruiting visit, if he hadn't been served lobster at Arizona, <laughs> he may have ended up at one of those two schools. You never know. But anyway, he did end up at Kentucky. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Mark Higgs will talk about his pro football career. He'll talk about what he's doing today. And I'll ask both Mark and Kenny Higgs, Who's the better athlete of the two? That's all coming up in just a moment. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. You're listening to Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it works. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for being with me, and happy holidays. Hope you're enjoying it as best you can under these adverse conditions. And today we're talking with the Higgs brothers, Kenny and Mark Higgs. 
Kenny, an outstanding basketball player at Owensboro High School, helped lead them to a state championship in 1972 when he was a sophomore, went on to play college ball at LSU, then played in the NBA. Younger brother Mark, also outstanding athlete, Owensboro High School, but he was in football. That's where he was a star, went on to play at the University of Kentucky, where his senior year, he was second team All-SEC, and then drafted into the NFL. He played for four teams in eight seasons in the NFL. Eight-year career, playing with the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Miami Dolphins, where he had his best part of his career with the Dolphins, and then finished up with the Arizona Cardinals. So I continue my conversation with Mark Higgs. You finish up your UK career, you get drafted by the Cowboys, and uh, you go to a place where, unfortunately, you have to sit behind Herschel Walker, <laughs> one of the best running backs ever in the league. Damn. So I went to the Cowboys. So I got drafted to the Cowboys. I, uh, I thought I was going to Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers called me on draft day. They had took Demonte Dalton, and they said he was going to take me in the fifth round. So that didn't happen. Um, so I ended up going to the Cowboys, and they had Herschel Walker and my idol, which was Tony Dorsett. And I was like, why did they draft me? So I uh, I go there, Tom Landry, uh, Coach Landry talked to me and said, hey, you know, uh, you, you just, this is going to be like, your, like a red shirt freshman year for you. I said, Coach, I ain't red shirt in college. <laughs> I ain't done what the you know. So, but he said, it's going to be like a learning year. You just sit back and learn and stuff like that. So, uh, they traded Tony Dorsett off to uh, Denver, so which helped me out, you know. They, so, then I, uh, you know, just playing back up to Herschel and some other guys, which was, a, you know, it was a good learning year because I could – see how NFL back really prepares himself. And Herschel was one of the best that uh, as far as preparing himself, being a pro on and off the field, he was a good mentor as far as, uh, uh, as, far as one of the best mentors probably watching him uh, as a running back. So you – leave there and you end up with the Dolphins, which is where you had the better part of your career. You lead them in rushing three years in a row. Yeah. Well, I left, actually I left the Cowboys and went to Philadelphia the following year. And uh, I had Buddy Ryan and uh, Buddy was, <laughs> Buddy was fun to play with. <laughs> and uh, I loved some Buddy Ryan. Buddy was, <laughs> Buddy was cause, uh He was a character. And so uh, uh, it was. It was nice, but um, they they got a new offensive coordinator my uh, the following year, and the co- coordinator didn't really he didn't really like me that much, so I wouldn't get in that much play. So I left, and went free agent to Miami, and then uh, in Miami had Coach Shula, so one of the greatest core, uh, coaches ever. So it was. That was that was a thrill, just just an honor, just to play, you know, under a great coach like that. And he put you in his backfield as a starter, and uh, you ended up leading them in rushing for three years in a row. 
Yes, unfortunately, I was I was uh, playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Dan Marino, and so I didn't get to run the ball as much as I wanted to. You know, I I, I always felt I could do a lot better. I finished with like I had two nine hundred something seasons, nine hundred yard seasons, but I could have easily had you know over a thousand something yards at least. Uh, at least twelve to fifteen, uh, fifteen hundred yards easy every year. But when you're playing on a team with a great quarterback like that, it makes it difficult because <laughs> they want to throw the ball. Well, it makes sense. I mean, Marino threw for a lot of yards in his career. Yeah, but didn't win in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Came close, but didn't win one. They don't win Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can throw for a lot of yards, but it's a team sport, so you got to break it up. You so you like think it. if you think if you'd carried more, you guys would have won a Super Bowl? Uh, I think we had a better shot because if you look at the great quarterbacks like Joe Montana, how many Super Bowls he win? Steve Young, how many Super Bowls he win? Uh, John Elway. Uh, you can just go on and on. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know. Peyton Manning had good running backs uh, that ran the ball, you know, yeah. had a thousand something yards every year. So it takes a combination uh, to win it, uh, win it consistent. So, uh, so yeah, you had, you know, so it was a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, but but I had fun in Miami. So yeah. and then I left there and went to Arizona my last two seasons with. Um, uh, back with Buddy Ryan. Buddy was the coach at Arizona. And ultimately, another injury ends your career. Yes, I took a pounding out there. Hurt my back. Uh, my whole right side went numb, scared me. So I was going to be paralyzed. Uh, that's when I decided uh, to hang it up. You know, I had played about eight years. And I said, it's time to give it up. Time to go into the real world. <laughs> Do you have any lingering injuries from your NFL or football days altogether? I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I had. I wake up every morning and something different, <laughs> something, something wrong. Something. Either my ankle, my back, my knee. You know, you know. I took a lot of hits, so it just goes along with the territory. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a great experience, and I got. You know, I got to experience a lot of good things and got to experience a lot of things in life that uh, the average person wouldn't experience. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. So what are you doing these days now that you're in retirement? Uh, well, I own a transportation company in uh, in South Florida. We transport disabled people. Uh, so I've been doing that since 1996. I started the company back in 1996. So I've been doing that uh, uh, since then. So hopefully we'll keep going. But with the pandemic, it put a damper in our business because we transport a lot of elderly people. So uh, and they're not traveling much right now. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, once everything gets back right, hopefully by hopefully by summer we should be back. You live in South Florida. Do you get back to Owensboro much? Oh, yes. I go back all the holidays because 
like I'm not married, so I don't have any family in Florida. I just stay down there because, you know, my business and the weather's good for my all my injuries. Because every time I come home during the winter, my, all my my body just hurts, you know. So down um, yeah, that way it helps helps a lot better. It helps my asthma out too because I have asthma. So mm-hmm. so it helps out a lot. A lot better than staying in Florida. <laughs> so now the big question, who's the better athlete? Kenny, the older brother, or Mark, the younger brother? I pose the question to both of them. Let's begin with Kenny, the basketball star. So, Kenny, what I'm wondering is when you were both in your prime, who was the better athlete, you or Mark? <laughs> I don't know. That's two different sports. I I I don't know. That's too. I, I couldn't say. Um, couldn't say. I mean, I. I mean, I don't know how you compare football with basketball, or basketball with football, or, or the workout. I guess we push one another. I mean, I was headed for Bam, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a tough question to say. Who was better? What was better? The the thing in Owensboro, no one ever. Down here, we just at this play and this. No one ever choose who's best, who's better, because it always takes another player to help another player to be be as good as the players want to be. I mean, you just don't do it all by yourself, you know. I mean, you know, I had a lot of guys that played basketball on my team that got scholarship 13 deep, you know. Today, you don't see that. You barely can get one scholarship. I mean, you know, so I was only as good as my teammates. I wasn't, you know. Well, my teammates would help me, set me up, and they they depend on me to finish what needs to be finished. I mean, it wasn't like I was set it up or whatever like that. We all was just as one, you know. I have a feeling Kenny was just wanting to be diplomatic and not not nominate himself, because when I posed the same question to Mark, he didn't hesitate with his answer. Well, the ultimate question is uh, your brother Kenny. And you, who's the better athlete? My brother's way better. He's, if my brother could play every sport, I could play every sport, but not good like him. My brother's way, way, a lot more talented. We've been visiting with the Higgs brothers from Owensboro, both high school superstars there. Kenny Higgs, outstanding basketball player. Mark Higgs, outstanding football player. Kenny Higgs made it to the NBA, and Mark made it to the NFL. Kenny still lives down in Owensboro, Mark, living in South Florida near Miami, one of the places he played, the four teams he played for during his NFL career. My thanks to both of them for taking time to talk with me. I sure appreciate that. And uh, coming up next week, looking ahead, my topic is going to be King Kelly Coleman, basketball star from the mountains of eastern Kentucky, played at Little Bitty Wayland High School, graduated there in 1956. Some would argue, some might say, and say it very adamantly, that he is the most famous high school athlete to ever come out of the state of Kentucky. And they may be accurate. Books have been written about him. After all, his nickname is King, as King Kelly Coleman. So he will be my topic next week. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. He passed away in 2019, but I talked to a lot of people who knew him and knew him well. They have great stories to tell about him, and uh, that's how we'll ring in the new year next week is we will talk about King Kelly Coleman 
in his basketball career there in Eastern Kentucky, a high school basketball legend he was. That'll do it for the show this week. I certainly thank you for joining me, and I certainly hope you'll be back with me next week when we uh, discuss King Kelly Coleman. And I look forward to being with you every week at this time. And as always, you can reach out to me if you'd like and drop me a note. Let me know some of your thoughts, maybe some shows you'd like to hear. You can go to my website, KentuckySportsMemories.com, and click on the contact page. You can reach out to me there. So as always, thanks so much for listening. I'll be back with you next week at this time. Until then, I'm Gary Fogle. Happy holidays. You've been listening to Kentucky Sports Memories. See you next week. We hear from a lot of owners that are stressed because their pet isn't behaving the way they expect it to. Usually this is just a training problem, but sometimes the pet isn't a good match for the owner. It's important to be honest about your expectations and to educate yourself about your pet's needs before you take them home. If you have a rigid schedule, a dog might be a good fit since they usually thrive in a structured environment. But if your schedule is always changing, a cat would probably be a better choice since they're a bit more self-sufficient. And you should learn about your individual breeds and their behaviors. A large, active dog usually is not a good choice for an apartment, and pets that shed probably aren't good for people that like their homes to be spotless. Remember, the more effort you put into choosing your pet, the less effort you'll have to put into keeping them as a valuable member of your family.